Code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis. And I'm Heather Artis. Thanks for joining us for Minute 16 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. In Pirates of the Caribbean news, just a couple of days ago, on January 27th, Disney released a new teaser trailer for the upcoming Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's an excruciatingly long and revealing eight seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, eight seconds? (laughs) Yes, I said eight seconds, but there's actually no spoilers in that if you can imagine. They did release a more traditional trailer last year on October 2nd, and traditional in that it was a minute and 49 seconds. So with the release of this new teaser spot, I was thinking that we should probably do a breakdown of the trailer in a similar format to what we do here. So breaking down the trailer and teaser trailer, one single second at a time. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That'd be pr- brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd still be doing the trailer and the teaser trailer long before the, you know, when the movie came out. Probably. Well, to, well, to get anything out of one second <laughs> would be brutal. Challenge accepted. No, we're not going to torture anybody with that. No, but I do think we should do a trailer and teaser trailer breakdown as a bonus episode and see if we can make that that happened for the upcoming weekend, and we'll keep you posted on that. In the previous minute, Mr. Smith actually revealed his plans in Port Royal to Murtaugh and Mulroy. You know, the plan that included pillaging and plundering and stealing one of their ships. And transitioned to Fort Charles, where Norrington told Elizabeth she has become a fine woman. After professing to her that, with his promotion, something is obviously missing from his life. Marriage. Minute 16 begins with Elizabeth responding to Norrington, I can't breathe. To which Norrington says that he is also a bit nervous himself, just as she plunges off the fort and into the sea below, narrowly missing some rocks. The minute ends with a change in the wind, as evidenced by the flag and gibbeted pirate skeleton swaying while Elizabeth sinks to the bottom of the crystal clear ocean. In this minute, the movie really starts getting exciting. We have Elizabeth plunging to her death, or maybe not. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Then everyone goes into action to save her, even our pirate friend. Now, you can really see the details in the fort during this minute. It's amazing how real the blocks and um, brick look. Yeah, I was looking at that, too. It actually really turned out realistic and yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a real building. That's exactly it. Yeah. They did a great job on the construction and the fabrication on that. Yeah, they sure. did a really good job. I must mention that Norrington and his blindness again. Elizabeth is seriously having issues here. She obviously can't breathe. She told him she can't breathe, yet he turns his back on her. (laughs) I don't get it. His back was already turned to her as far as he's concerned because he can't see those reactions anyway, so he might as well not be facing her. Yeah. I mean, she goes, I can't breathe. (gasps) And he goes, 
Yeah, I'm having and he turned totally turns his back well, on her. Well, the women of the talking. day apparently fainted a lot during things, and I see that in movies or even if they go to concerts, they faded, you know, or fainted during the early 1900s and 1900s Elvis and the Beatles and stuff. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that that is something normal. Then you know, women, women are just, just fainting faint. all the time. <laughs> you can walk down the street and they're just keeling right over. It's pretty crazy, but so that's what I think it is. He just realizes, okay, this is a normal thing. And so <laughs> yeah, maybe but- when it's in, when he's in there in his presence, women just can't breathe because he is that awesome. He thinks maybe, but she's in a precarious situation here up on this this wall. I think she was up there trying to get fresh air from the ocean. She's like, I really need... Because if she's right there with her mouth open, then the wind just comes right in off the ocean and she doesn't have to do any breathing It just comes in. It just goes right in. (laughs) I think this is the minute that our story actually begins. We've had the setup, some character development, backstories, and we're getting a feel for how the two worlds we've been talking about operate. You know, the levels occupied by our pirate and Will Turner. And then that of the level of, say, Governor Swan, Norrington, and Elizabeth. So we're seeing how all of those are about ready to combine. And it's funny because the transition is not that we're seeing here is not a subtle thing. We see Elizabeth falling off the, the cliff in the fort. As you Plunging to her death. <laughs> and it's already killing her off. And then we have Elizabeth dropping into the ocean and sinking to the bottom. So we have already a couple of symbolic things for a transition she falls off the fort and is gone and disappears we have her going to the dropping into the ocean and sinking to the bottom and so can't have a pirate movie without the seas and now we're just in it as she is literally in it is kind of how i take it right and i also find it interesting that there are really thousands of miles between these shots as well we have elizabeth that's starting off in fort charles and that's on location in the palos verdes uh in southern california Then we have our two Royal Marines and our pirate on the Interceptor who are in the Caribbean uh, in St. Vincent. And then lastly, we have Elizabeth and Mr. Smith, if we're still calling them that, in a pool on the production lot. And so to get this scene of her falling in the ocean and then our pirate going to rescue her off the Interceptor and to see that happen, we've actually traveled thousands of miles over three locations for all those to come together seamlessly. Yeah, it's amazing because it looks like it's all one thing. Yeah, it does. They do a pretty good job. Although I didn't, when when we're on the interceptor and they're looking over and see the splash, Mm -hmm. I didn't quite see like the rock formations and stuff that we see from the top of the fort that are looking down. Really? Yeah, I didn't see anything out of jutting out of the water or anything like that. You can see it. We'll take a look, but I don't think so. Yeah, you can see the rocks all out there. I don't think so. I think we see the cliff, but I think it looks like good water but you you don't really see the rocks when he dives in but you're seeing the rocks when they're sitting on the interceptor uh well i'll have to agree to disagree on that until we review that and then we'll come back and let you know i was just going to say that although i didn't see all those kinds of rocks sometimes you don't see the rocks from when you're right on the surface Uh because they're just below that and the water is really crystal clear so maybe you're just seeing that that they're under the water and you're seeing that oh just under the water yeah Yeah. but i just swore that when we're looking out from the interceptor we see the cliff face and we see part of the cliff but if you were to look in that water there's no rocks that are jutting out of that water and so maybe they're below the surface i I beg to differ okay okay. we'll have a bet (laughs) on that and we'll come back and we'll let you know (laughs) and so the other symbolic thing the wind changing the direction. I thought there was some really cool stuff on this transition as we're talking about is that the flag, we see this British variant of the United Kingdom of Great Britain flag. And then also 
Well, it's this variant of the British flag and it has the United Kingdom of Great Britain and the Northern Ireland flag and it flips, but in doing so it creates this cool effect. And so the dark blue of the background masks the actual red cross in the white field and it appears black at one point. And hmm. that's the way it's edited. So we don't see the colors return. As I mentioned, the red and the white, we don't see those return. They edit it out. So it's just this dark field that happens when the flag folds upon itself. And so we end up with what at least looks like a darker black flag. And so it reminds me of the Jolly Roger black flag there. Oh, it did remind me of the Jolly Roger, actually. You're, finally, you're right. Yeah. Finally, she's... Wait, she's, after it folds? Yeah. 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 And so then we have a focus on the pirate skeletons blowing in the wind. Now they're they're moving in the direction towards Port Royal. And then mostly, and or most importantly, we see the gold medallion kind of do this reverberation in the ocean. And it sends out this 360-degree pulse uh, that is even noticeable by Mulroy and Murtaugh. Right, yeah. So I think that's a good effect that when combined with the wind, we have a clear message as to really what's going on here, or at least something that's been signaled and the wind is blowing towards Port Royal and the medallion is the catalyst. So we see all these things and this medallion has a pirate symbolism all over it and, you know, it has a big skull on it. So I think that I'm smelling pirates are coming. Are you sure it's just not a big old storm? Hi. <laughs> I, all these things are pointing towards pirates. We have her in the water. We have her falling off the cliff. We have the wind changing direction. We have the flag that looks like a black flag. We have skeletons that are already pirates. And we see a clear shot of the medallion that does this shockwave. So, yeah, I smell pirates. <laughs> so we really do get all these pieces coming together to signify the actual start of the story, I think. And and that's it's like this is why we're here and why we're all you know, in, invested in these characters so far and all these characters have been introduced to us that are really coming together and this is worlds are colliding and I'm very excited for the minutes to come. Yes, I am too. It, it was like a backstory to give us a little bit of information on everybody and then um, now we're getting into the heavy stuff as we should say. <laughs> exactly. The heavy dress stuff, that is. <laughs> that it is. So I had a, I noticed something. When or I want to bring up something we brought up the last minute. We said we weren't sure why Norrington, you know, if he was marrying Elizabeth because he should be marrying somebody or if he was really in love with Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. So, no, he did not notice that she was dying up there. <laughs> <laughs> and But as soon as she falls off, you can tell, you can see the concern in his face and he actually goes and tries to jump into the water with all the rocks down there. And so he's actually going to risk his life for her. And I think that shows that he does truly care for her and possibly love her. Yeah, I I had that in my notes as well. And basically, I know that I was, say, harsh on Norrington in the last minute about you know just what we were talking about yeah. and his inability to see these nonverbal cues from Elizabeth. I was going to bring this up, but I was going to say, shouldn't he have just jumped from the fort? Well, he is a Commodore, so they don't want him to be killing himself. You know, and he was stopped. Yeah, I mean, he was stopped by one of his yeah. colleagues, military yeah. colleagues, whatever his rank is. But, you know, she plunged off this wall, this fort, this cliff. While unconscious, and he can look down and he sees a splash. She's not floating. She's not swimming. Therefore, she's sinking. Right. Those are your options. Floating she's either, or swimming. 
or swimming underwater. I don't know why you do that. So, but she's so she's sinking, right? And they're way up on the fort, and there's no, there's no like he's not going to get himself in a cannon and shoot him out to the dock. So he's got to wind his way down from that fort and run all the way down and then get to the dock, jump in the water, and then go save her. I don't think that's a reality. You know, yeah. You know how is she going to survive underwater that long if that's the case? So his best bet would have been to leap off and attempt a rescue. I know his, it's his first instinct was really correct, especially if he loves her. Right. Yeah, but if he dies while doing it, he can't save her. Isn't that what the marriage vows say? Told you know you're supposed <laughs> to protect to... <laughs> and and jump off cliffs or whatever. So you would jump off the cliff. I don't know. To I, wasn't me. Paying, I wasn't paying attention to ours. I think I had those things removed. It said, I think ours was just do you and do you, and, and that was it. But I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I had all those other ones removed. But and I, I don't even know if I was paying attention at the time. But so yeah, that's all, that's all I'm saying. I don't. It, I don't want you to jump off a cliff to save me. We got to think about our dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have children or dogs or anything yet. No. He should have jumped off. That would have been the best thing because he didn't know what was down there. I think that would have been a dangerous move. And of course, but he would have gone down as a legend himself for doing that. Well, and she probably would have married him for that. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. See? For saving her life. Exactly. Yeah. She would have succumbed to the societal wishes and... Of the day. and, and she But we don't know if she marries him or not. Well, that's true. But that would have been a secure way to do that. That's all I'm saying is that there he would be no hesitation. He could secure his marriage she went, yeah, by, saving, by jumping saying. off and saving her. She would have definitely did that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It was definitely something worth talking about. And, and speaking of that, when she jumps, not jumps, when she falls, when she passes out and goes over the edge. <laughs> and plummets to her death. Yeah. And plummets to her supposed death. Now we're we're back at the interceptor and we're seeing, you know, Mr. Smith, Murtog, and Mulroy talking there, and they hear a splash, mm-hmm. and then they turn and maybe see the impact point where the bubbles and stuff like something had fallen into the water. Right. But how did they know it was a woman to be saved or a person to be saved? Well, the only thing I can come up with, okay, they see the splash. It's a huge splash. You can see the water around it, all the bubbles and stuff. And the only thing I can come up with. From the time they see the splash, then Norrington yells, Elizabeth, and then they go into action as, you know, Johnny's asking, or a pirate here, is asking the Marines, can you swim? Are you going to save her? And both of the Marines can't swim. Yeah, but they, they, they're clearly focused on each other. And when they turn their heads, actually, yeah. there's nothing there to see except the bubbles. So how would you know that... Do you really do they get enough people leaping off this? <laughs> is this like the tourist point? Like, hey, I'm gonna just go ahead and do a quick jump off. It's pretty fun. You guys should all do it. It's like jumping off the bridge or the, the rock at the yeah. river. They jump off the uh, leap off the fort cliff there <laughs> and into the water. I, I mean, just that would be the last thing on your mind. You think, wow, that was a big rock that fell in the water off the cliff or something. You wouldn't go, there's a person in there. <laughs> The only yeah, the unless only, they heard Norrington yelling. That's for what. Her. That's the only thing I can come up with is Norrington yelling but to that's for her. Far away and far up, and with the wind that's yeah. up there, I mean, it would be difficult to do that. So I think we're getting into the minutia of 
the minute and the reality of how sound travels and, and the possibility of them hearing that, or maybe they have some kind of sixth sense, something happened and they need to go, go out there and do that. But, or at least to say, Hey, are you guys going to go out there and check that out or, or something? But he pretty much says, are you, you going to go save her? Kind yeah. Of deal. Yeah. When we're actually, when they, before we hit that, when we go back to the interceptor, we cut back to hear him telling Murtaugh and Mulroy, and then they made me their chief. And I thought, what the heck is going on here? What is that? So where is he going with this? And, and I was wondering, is he weaving yet another tall tale to try and steal the ship and distract these two guys? And so that's where I kind of went at first. Yeah. So they're just having a regular conversation. And so then when we did a little more research into it and with the help of Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott, the writers, we find out he's actually relaying a version of how he escaped from an island after being marooned there. Oh, Okay. And so this plays into future minutes. That makes sense then. Yeah. So it, it plays into future minutes and it's a yet to be introduced characters and some plot points that we haven't gotten to yet or discovered. So I think we'll probably cover a lot of that when we get to that at that time. But mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to point it out since we do hear this bit of dialogue here that can either be passed off as a tall tale or something related to the plot later on. Yeah. So do you notice they're all sitting here acting like chums now? listening yeah, to his story and they're like oh we're all friends <laughs> well they yeah they've connected you know he's like well this guy told us the truth so now they're buddies and obviously he's he's wowing them with some tales of glory about how he was some tribal chief or something he's probably telling them all kinds of pirate stories yeah so they're you know and they're just got off of talking about the black pearl and the legend of that so there's definitely a reason for them to want to hear more stories about things and and they're like well maybe what have you heard about the black pearl so that could be how that all started. Yeah. Uh, but I also wanted to say that that particular line might be like a call forward to Dead Man's Chest when, you know, this is, you know, getting spoilers year a year or so ahead, is that when he says, and then they made me our chief, it just reminded me of a call forward to Dead Man's Chest when he actually becomes the chief or the king of the cannibals oh, on that yeah. island. And so that might be that. Or perhaps it's a call back to Curse of the Black Pearl, probably... It would technically be a callback, but the way we're going in, in these orders. So I think it's all about our perspective on how we're doing things here. But for all practical purposes, that's a, a call forward or call backward or however you want to do that, uh, an Easter egg. Uh, but we'll tackle that in Dead Man's Chest when we get to that. But I thought it was an interesting inclusion. Yeah. So I found it interesting that these Marines can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're a Marine, which means you're, part, you're a seaman. Exactly. And you can't swim. But I've I've read a little bit and heard a little bit that um, there's actually, it's not uncommon for seamen not to be able to swim. Nowadays or back then? Back then. Because I was going to say, yeah, I'm glad they... No, our, we would make sure they're trained. Well, and- <laughs> that's what I had in my notes. I said I, I had in my notes that I'm glad we fixed the, this kind of issue nowadays with our military. Yeah. And making sure that people you know can swim, especially for someone in the Marines or Navy. Because I was thinking, you never know when a woman will fall from a cliff in a in like this thousands of yards of heavy <laughs> cloth, and then sink to the bottom with her gold pirate medallion. So it's a, definitely a skill that will come in handy if you're a, a military person yes. and need to save that lady. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. He he actually said you, after they said they can't swim, he called them the pearl of the king's navy. You are yeah. So I thought that the was pirate can swim, but the marines can't. Yeah. So obviously he's seasoned and knows what to do. Yeah. But I think we were talking about just even in early on in our minutes when we were talking some of the history that there were a lot of people that, that didn't swim or didn't know how to yeah. swim. So it was pretty pretty common, which is 
pretty risky. You're already doing something risky. And then there's the threat of the ship going down and you're going to end up in the water. Man, you better be hoping for some shipwreck to hold on to. Yeah. I hope you know how to swim at least some, you know, to get to the shipwreck (laughs) part. (laughs) So um, when the pirate jumps into the, uh, jumps into the water to save the lass. Nice. (laughs) Does it seem strange to you that a pirate would actually jump in the water to save someone? I found it not very pirate-like. I mean, the whole rape, pillage, plunder, pilfer, me black guts out motto, you know, doesn't seem like save the lass. <laughs> I don't know, but he's probably thinking that there's something in it for him. Oh, the pro- this pirate? Yeah, Yeah, possibly. so he's thinking ahead like, okay, maybe he's been... There's a reward. Maybe there's... they're holding him there because he already admitted that he'd be potentially trying to steal this ship or he was going to... They're all talking because really everybody's at the fort as we discussed the other minute. And so there's nobody else around. So they're kind of holding him prisoner there until everybody's relieved. And then they're swapping some stories. And he's like, I got an, I need a, an out out of this. And so this mm. might be the perfect way to get out of things is to, to rescue somebody. And Maybe. then I can get some leniency. I just don't see their conversation as holding him prisoner. Well, these guys are a little bit unique. So <laughs> you know, they're like, you're just going to sit here, Mr. Smith, until we figure out what to do with you. And by the way, do you have any stories you could tell us? Yeah. But it wasn't just the dive in that I thought. It was the proverbial swan dive. Oh. It's this, he did this. It's like you see it in every movie. When anybody is going to dive into the water, they do a swan dive, this elegant swan dive into the water. And so I don't know if it was there for drama or for, you know, just this kind of, this is what we're going to do for the movies. It's, it has the elegance to it. But a pirate doing a swan dive. And, and so I started thinking, I wonder if he did that unconsciously because he knew it was Elizabeth Swan somehow that he was going to, to get. So he's like, I'm going to just do a swan dive, you know, in honor of her as I go to rescue her. Because in somewhere back in his mind, he had heard her name and he knew that was her. So he, he had some kind of sixth sense on that. Or maybe it's just his flamboyant nature. Well, that's part of it. But, you know. But why, why do they always do swan dives in the know. movies? <laughs> Well, you know, when I dive, I don't do swan dives. But again, I've never rescued somebody who fell off a cliff. So I don't know. It's possible that that maybe You'll that do. you the instinct kicks in and you automatically do this ornate swan dive. Maybe. Maybe that's it. I kind of, it's going to come back to like doing the triple Lindy from back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, that's a real callback there. <laughs> I don't even remember it. Of course you don't. (laughs) When he does like this this ornate dive off the high dive. And so I can see that, you know, it's almost something that you would see with this, you know, out of the naked gun where they would take this this trope from a movie of everybody doing swan dives and you see Leslie Nielsen doing some kind of elaborate flips before he gets in the water (laughs) to save somebody. But I think it's just funny that in all movies they seem to do this swan dive and here it is again. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So I didn't have much else for this minute. Really? No. That the, was it. So the medallion reverberates under the water. Oh, yeah. I did, was going to talk about that. <laughs> so so for some reason, this this medallion has created this reverberation shockwave. or shockwave under the water. And then um, Eminem are sitting on the boat and they're like, what is that? You know, and then, then the weather starts changing and the winds start shifting. So that was kind of an interesting 
Yeah, so everybody, they did hear it. It wasn't something yeah. that was silent. It actually made something that everybody apparently yeah. could hear or see. And you kind of wonder why the medallion would do that at this point. We don't know anything really about the medallion. So what is it about this medallion? Is it magical some way? Or is there something special about this medallion that she found on um, Will eight years ago? I think what the filmmakers are actually doing are, are starting to to have a bunch of... They've already established it in the, the characters and some of the elements of the film that there's dots that have been laid out. And with the, with the medallion hitting the water, we're now connecting those dots mm-hmm. across things because we have... So if we want to work backwards, we have the pir- we have the wind and everything changes. The wind changes course and starts blowing towards Port Royal. We yeah. hear, they see the shock wave go out. Then we see that the medallion in the water, when it hit the water, made this shock wave, mm-hmm. and because there was a tight focus on that, and so that we can step back. That she collected Elizabeth collected this medallion from Will Turner right. from wreckage, and. Or actually, she sees the pirate ship, actually. So how that would go. She'd see the pirate ship in the timeline go off into the fog. Mm -hmm. And then we know that she collected this medallion from Will Turner. Right. And then we see that Will Turner came from this boat that was on this merchant vessel that was on fire and had been destroyed. And now we're assuming by pirates because we saw the pirate ship. So I think all of those dots in that timeline have connected now or at least we're starting to connect it or see okay these things are all related and this pirate medallion has something to do with that ship and not to mention the part that i left out is that they had mentioned went out of their way to mention the black pearl right so and that and so i think it also sets the stage that this world because before we were talking about that the ship is crewed by the damned and a captain so evil that hell itself spat him back out Mm -hmm. so we have that conversation going on which crewed by the damned is it supernatural is it not or are they just really devilish figures right so we don't really know what the real meaning of that legend is you know it's is it a legend that has has evolved from reality and become something that's a little bit more than what it really is it's the same old thing the 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 telephone game something's been exaggerated and now these real life characters that were just really evil are now being portrayed as devilish or demons or something like that just because of people talking about it and their actions. But now with the medallion hitting the water, we actually see that there is something a little bit supernatural or a bit different with that. Because that's not something that would be in our typical reality. Which then makes us start to question, is, is Murtaugh right? Right. You know, did he see that? Or is Mulroy, you know, one of them right? Is the story right mm-hmm. that they were talking about so right. and then um so when will i was actually in the water in the beginning of the movie and he had the medallion on it had to have touched the water that's right yeah you know so there had to have been some effect there but they were there think. though the pirates were there or at yes. least we see i mean we don't see that interaction but we do see the pirate ship slipping off into the fog. Well, yeah, I don't know really where that's going or how that called. They were obviously there. Yeah. So they have obviously found or the pirate ship was around that area. So maybe it called to them. I don't know because we don't know what's going on with that or where that's going. Right. But there is there is a connection because the pirate ship and the medallion were there together. 
does that particular is that was that the black pearl that ship that they saw and did it have a connection to the medallion we don't know yet all right so i have a couple facts if you don't have anything else go for it okay so since the corsets were tied so tight it wasn't uncommon for women to faint See, due I to that. Do. So it's so just, they did faint all the time. Yeah, and it was it was the corset thing. But back in Elvis's day, that wasn't the reason. Then <laughs> women just apparently faint. That's what I have been taught by watching movies. They just faint over all kinds of things. So they fainted into the seventies, and now they don't faint anymore. That's right. They've evolved. Women okay. have evolved. You guys are great job. <laughs> <laughs> And I have one more. Um, but we still haven't evolved to actually recognize or see the nonverbal cues of women. Exactly. See? So there we are. We're still unevolved <laughs> and you guys have evolved. I have one more comment. I'm trying to make up for the past things that I've you know, disparaged or women by saying that they were responsible for the, the death of whales or the uh, endangerment of whales. And then also that Elizabeth was compared to a dog or a puppy good, dog. Good job. You need a little Thank clap you. there. Golf clap. <laughs> Bruckheimer has said that Kira is such a talented performer. You believe her, and that's the key to this minute. We need to believe that she is not doing well in the corset and the heat. Kira did a great job with this minute. She really seems to not be doing well in fainting. I bought it. Yeah. I thought that that Maybe she real. really fainted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She really fainted. They actually had it so tight that they, they actually yeah. had her faint. And then she fell off the the set there and into the to the mats below. Actor endangerment. Exactly. We have another call for OSHA. So I think, yeah, she, I, I agree with him. She's a very talented performer. Does her facial expressions and stuff. It's it, You can really feel and see that... It's real. Yeah, we talked yesterday about that. And I think that the she said that the corset was so uncomfortable. I think that helped her act this scene because it was she was already in discomfort that she was able to play off that for sure. Yeah. And and remember, she's only 17 years old at this yeah, time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So she's pretty young and, you know. She did a really great job. talented actress. I wonder if she'll appear in any other movies after this. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> all right. That is it for me as well. So we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 17 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Where's my grog? Oh, God, the grog again. <laughs> for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. If you like the show, then leave us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, matey. You can contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. Visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash blackpearlmen, and on soundcloud.com slash pirates of the Caribbean where we post additional content, have episode discussions, and share our favorite show clips. Now see you next time, scallywags.